Welcome to the Stream Coach TV podcast, the podcast designed to help you up your game as a professional live streamer on Twitch. Every Friday, I give you actionable advice to transform you into the expert content creator you are determined to be. After the episode, come learn more in our Discord channel. Now let's get started. Hey guys! If you haven't heard of me before, my name is Ashney Christ. I am an ex-full-time Twitch streamer turned educational content creator. So now all of my stuff that I make, I make YouTube videos and this podcast and a lot of stuff on social media is geared towards helping people accomplish their dream of learning to stream. So if you are new here and you are just learning of me for the first time, welcome! So excited to have you! This episode is going to be, um, well at least this intro, is going to be a little bit shorter than usual because this is going to be a very long episode. Alright, so first off, let me just like recap this week real quick. This was a huge week for online content creators. The most notable thing being the repeal of net neutrality by the FCC. And this is is just going to have a lot of consequences for creators online in the future, for sure, especially if it gets through the court. It hasn't completely been repealed yet, so there is still some hope. Hopefully we don't have to actually deal with the legit repeal, but we will see. Um, I do want to do an episode on that, but... I have something big planned for that episode, so I I don't um, completely have that project finished yet, though, so I do want to do something a little bit different on this specific episode. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about mental health, because there was just an article released about suicide prevention from Twitch. Wrong, sorry. It, it wasn't released by Twitch. It was actually an article on Kotaku. And I'll make sure to link that article down below in the show notes if you haven't seen it. Basically what this article goes over is that there was an experience where somebody was moderating a Twitch chat and somebody threatened to commit suicide and to live stream that suicide. And this article specifically brings up a lot of interesting points about how Twitch deals with mental health problems. Um, and unfortunately, in this circumstance, the person reported that user as being uh, self-harming. So there's like a self-harm report feature that you can use. And what that actually did was that banned that user from the chat, prevented them from speaking anywhere. And so if you are going to self-harm yourself, the worst self-harm yourself, that's ridiculous. The worst thing that can happen to you is for you to be cut off from everybody. Like you need reassurance. You need somebody to be there to help you through it. And the way that Twitch is automated to respond with that situation is obviously very dangerous. And throughout the rest of this article, it talked a lot about like what Twitch's official position should be on mental health because the like legal aspects of it and the legal implications of them actually taking an active stance against suicide and against um, any other mental health problems that people experience means that Twitch can be held liable for any negative results that happen. So there's definitely a line where Twitch can help in different in some ways, but they can't really completely resolve any of these issues for us. Like Twitch is not a mental health helpline. It is a live streaming platform. It's an entertainment platform. And so unfortunately, it can't really help out in these very emotionally charged, intense situations. 
Now, there's a lot more information on this in the actual article. So if this is something you guys are super interested in, make sure that you read that article on uh, suicide threats by Kotaku. But my personal stance on this is that, like, yes, Twitch should provide some kind of resource, and they do have a web page, or not a web page, but they have a, a landing page on their website that is just like mental health resources and help and different ways that you can try to respond. But they can't take an active stance. They can't get involved because that's just going to lead to negative legal repercussions for them. So the way that we as the Twitch community support each other throughout these kind of crises is extremely important and us being open and vulnerable about our own experiences can help other people feel less alone. And I am a huge advocate of being real with you guys. Like I've mentioned this in a couple of YouTube videos. I don't want to fake the way that I feel. If I'm feeling bad someday, I want to let you go let you guys know, not because I want to bring you down too. Like, yes, I want you to listen to my content or watch my stuff and be happy, but I think that it's very important for me to be honest with you. And my hope is that by being honest with you guys, I'll help you feel less alone and less like an outlier, and I think that is really important. I see this this culture of positivity just spread like wildfire throughout content creators. And yes, I think trying to make your emotions as positive as you can is super important and kind of like radiating positivity to people can help bring them up for sure. But we definitely want to be honest and not feel like we have to ascribe ourselves to being completely positive all the time because that's just that's not healthy for us and it's not healthy for the people that listen to our stuff and I really encourage you guys if you're a creator to be honest with your community too and it's really scary to be vulnerable especially if you're newer or you're a smaller creator or you just haven't found your voice yet that vulnerability will connect with people and it will do so much good in the world and it's very very important so in this episode I have recorded, well, I haven't personally recorded, but this past week I was on mental health support talk show on Twitch. That's at twitch.tv slash mental health support. And they run a weekly talk show where they interview people about di different topics on mental health. This topic is specifically focused on my experiences and the three hosts' experiences with isolation. The three women that I talked to are Miss Christine Plays, Beck Plays, and Nikki B. And the three of them are just amazing people, like very, very helpful. And they just, they truly want to create content that helps people feel less alone and helps people deal with these mental health issues that come up. The original recording of this was like two and a half hours, <laughs> but I've actually gone through and kind of edited it down to be about an hour for you guys. I really wanted to get the most like meaty, important parts out of this interview that were specifically related to isolation and there's a little bit of information in here as far as like social media and like branding and promoting yourself and networking and authenticity and stuff um, but the main point of this interview is and the the editing that i specifically did on this was to really help you feel less alone about 
the experience of isolation. So like we go into our own experiences with it and how it's affected the relationships that we have in our lives. And then also to give you some actionable steps that you can take to prevent isolation from occurring in your life or if it has occurred for you to get out of it easier. If you guys need someone to talk to and you really feel like you feel very alone and you don't know what to do, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter at Ashney Christ. I'm the same Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. Like you can message me anywhere and I will see it. Email ashneychrist at gmail.com. Um, and I'm not a mental health professional for sure, but I can at least give you some resources or just be there for you guys as a friend. Cause I know isolation, depression, anxiety, all of that stuff is not easy. And there are definitely some things that you can do to, well, but there are definitely some things you could do to make it easier on yourself. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and play this interview now and I will see you guys after the conversation. Tonight we have the wonderful Ashley Christ with us. Yay! Yay. Hi! <laughs> Yay! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So thank on. you for being on. For... Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As usual, I get to start with my fun disclaimer um, that we are not professionals. We're not mental health doctors or any kind of doctors. We're just people who are deal dealing with own personal mental health experiences and wanting to share that. So please take everything we say with a grain of salt. We are obviously going to try to do it in a positive way that will help you in some way. But if you do need to speak to a professional about it, this is not the place to come. Uh, we're just going to start with some introductions. Becca. Hi, I'm Becca. Or Beck, please. I've been around on Twitch. My account's been like here for about four years, been streaming regularly since the start of this year. Um, I do a bit of everything, playing Hollow Knight right now. I have um, depression, especially seasonal depression and anxiety. And yeah, that's me. <laughs> I am uh, Christine. Um, I'm coming up on my two year streaming anniversary in January. So oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> my account's been around for, I think about four or five years. If not, I have another account somewhere in limbo. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've dealt with a lot of mental health issues, especially as a teenager. Um, lately, I've been dealing with a lot of depression due to physical pain and illness I've been dealing with. And actually, on Friday, I just started talking to someone. So that's yay! Oh, that's but, uh, so awesome. Oh, champ. So yeah, I want to activate me. poggers in this chat. <laughs> poggers is like the greatest. The greatest. <laughs> I just I just need all the poggers in my life. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Nikki. Uh, I've been on Twitch. <laughs> We're Pogger just obsessed. Yeah, I I am poggers. Um, no, <laughs> I've, I've been on Twitch for like three or four years now, uh, on and off streaming. Currently streaming all the time. I deal with ADHD, uh, severe anxiety disorder, and severe depression. Uh, as well as probably like a million other things that I don't have a diagnosis for. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I'm Ashley Christ. I have been on Twitch since, oh my God, I don't even remember. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was early or maybe late 2012 when I first found Twitch. I was like, why are people watching other people play video games? This is so <laughs> weird. Why does this exist? <laughs> Um, and then I started streaming uh, sometime in 2013, 
and I was full-time at one point for like six months, um, but I've never streamed like super consistently for more than probably like about a year. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with like undiagnosed mental health issue. I don't want to call them issues because I feel like that's kind of negative, but Concerns, just my, yeah. my mental health uh, experience. And um, I have recently jumped into making YouTube content for Twitch streamers um, because a lot of this time spent away from my stream has been focused on that's my dog. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to my apartment. <laughs> he's trying to introduce okay. himself too. Yeah, he is. He's like, don't forget me. Um, so yeah, um, a lot of my content lately has been focused on helping streamers get better at their crafts um, because I truly believe that a lot of these people are just some of the most like passionate people that you will find anywhere online. Um, but a lot of them are just lacking the knowledge to see that kind of success that they want to see as streamers. And so this time that I've spent away from Twitch has been me just learning more about the industry side of the business and kind of creating content to help people figure out something that took me forever to figure out. Like, I think it took me four months to, to speak to my chat. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> everyone's got a learning curve (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's awesome yeah okay so so today's topic is isolation uh, mental health so because it's not like an official kind of diagnosable thing um we have still some research we're going to talk about kind of launch us into it but um i'm sure we all especially ashney like with the experiences we can all share personally with isolation especially this time of year i know Nikki and I especially like are really struggle with that Loving this time it. of year. Right yeah. Love so it. social <laughs> isolation is uh, the absence of social relationships is typically considered unhealthy when people spend excessive time alone, particularly when they no longer benefit from time spent alone. Um socially isolating oneself can mean days, not talking with friends or acquaintances, and generally avoiding contact with the um, any form of contact, however limited, is likely to remain superficial and brief, while more meaningful extended relationships. Okay. So, basically, they're going to avoid people. That's like the main thing that they're going to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. 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 It's just you want to, you don't want to spend the energy going outside of your house and having like normal human social interactions. Um, And that can even get so bad that it extends to like your online relationships, which is what would happen with me. Um, I don't know why sometimes I go through this cycle of like, I feel overwhelmed and then I start to get anxious and like depressed um, instead of like focusing on the moment and trying to like work my way through it then I will like stop streaming and I won't be making any content. I won't really be trying on social media and I'll literally just like lay on my couch for weeks, just binge watching TV and TV is like a, um, they call it like a, Oh my God. It's a passive viewing experience. Yeah. So you don't have to put up a lot of effort in order to have that experience. So literally like when you're having this anxiety and you're fighting this war in your mind, TV is just the best and the worst thing because you don't add any stress, but you're also not getting yourself out of that comfort zone and getting yeah. into those situations that you need to be in. Yeah. I find like when I feel like that, 
exactly I, I can't even be on twitch to me that's too much social yeah. interaction yeah and I, I definitely like because most of my interaction like I go to work and that's fine my coworkers are great but I've I've just started so I'm just kind of getting to know them and mm-hmm. I have a lot of anxiety related to that anyway but um especially the last like couple of weeks after things have been happening on my social media I feel completely like people are there but I can't talk to them. And if I talk to them, Mm -hmm. they'll think that I'm, you know, profiting or I'm not being genuine or all this stuff. And so I just need to like completely like shut it down and shut it off. Oh my God. Yeah. And to me, like streaming is the thing that's like normal. And I, I, sometimes my chat will have to like talk me and even tweeting that I'm live because I, this is, that's where I feel safe as like my community, because I know that I, they know me and, (laughs) and it's the Twitter or things like that, like other streamers. I'm just like, I, I don't know how to talk to this person in a way that seems genuine. Have you heard of imposter syndrome? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like that. It sounds like that. (laughs) I've known about that for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and that's very common. The more I'm kind of involved in Twitch, the more I'm like, yeah, that's probably me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I like go silent for like weeks or months at a time. Like I stop talking to people. I completely mm-hmm. isolate myself and it like really affects me. Like I've lost friends because of it. Yeah. Like I've had friends that are just like you dipped and yeah. like, I feel like you just don't care about our friendship. And I was just like, no, like I do. Like, I've just, I'm sorry. Like, this is just me. I go through these points where I'm just like, I don't realize that I haven't talked to people in like, two months Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I had like one friend for example um we don't talk anymore because it was literally like they would message and I'd just be like yeah cool and that's all I'd say and I wouldn't reach out anymore beyond that and I was just like I would isolate so far down into myself that I was just like I can't do like the motions of reaching out and whatnot like yes it's so it's so hard I have found like a couple of things that has helped with that I've been using an app called uh what is it oh my god it's called stitch and it just like sends you alerts on your phone and tells you like hey you haven't talked to this person in two weeks make sure that you reach out oh shit and it, I know it has what? been like oh, game changing I know I oh know oh my god I need this I know <laughs> it's amazing oh but then I'm just then I would feel like I would see alerts like you haven't talked to this person in six months and I'll be like well this person is I'm dead to them yeah. like <laughs> it's, yeah. I've had like I it's weird like talking about Sometimes I can't, I don't feel comfortable talking about like high school or college experiences because I just remember the friends that I have. And I remember how long it's been since I've talked to them. And I Mm -hmm. have this super conflicting feeling of, I want to see how they're doing and I want to talk to them, but I, I, I tell myself that they won't be interested or they'll be angry that I never talked to them. Um, Yeah. I have one friend from university that, which I haven't been, I haven't seen her in like, actually I just went to visit her this year, but I haven't been at school there and almost three years and we still keep in contact and she was like no dude it's fine like she we both put in the effort it's hard for both of us but we still do it very sporadically talk and but my boyfriend like he got back in touch with some of his family this year and I the thing that his family said to him stuck with me so much because he always felt so bad and never reached out because he's like it's been so long and they were like dude it's a two-way street we could have we could have reached out in that whole time too but we didn't but the fact is that we're doing it now and that's what's important and so that's like I keep that in mind so often when I'm thinking about trying to like 
talk to people, even like other streamers or family members or whatever, that like, if they can't appreciate that you're making that, like that effort now, and they don't want to be sympathetic to, you know, what could have happened or what they should have said or what you should could have said, then it, it's not worth sweating over too much. Like I still do, but you right. know. Yeah. <laughs> like the friend that I don't talk to, I made that effort after like uh, last Christmas. And I was just like, hey, like, I wanted to talk, like, I've been a terrible friend, like, I'm really sorry, things like that. And they were just like, well, you were a shitty friend. And I was like, yeah, I admit to that. But they like wanted like this, like, almost like groveling, like they wanted me to like grovel. Yeah, like, just be like, blah, 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 for like, like a solid like hour. And I was just like, I'm not gonna do that. Like, yeah, Yeah, I I had a friend try that with me. Yeah, I was like, I admit that I'm a terrible friend. I fucked up. You know, I apologize. But, like, we're never going to move past this if that's all you're going to think about. That, so that person was probably, like, so, just so hurt, like, beyond the level of, like, what they should have been. They're not, yeah. like, very self-possessed, it sounds like. And instead of, like, focusing on building this, like, rekindling your relationship and building a new relationship with you and focusing on the future, they're still, like, holding the past against you and making you kind of, like, grovel to... That that doesn't make any sense, like, because if they really cared about you, like, why would they not want to to rekindle a relationship with you? Exactly. And work it out, like... Yeah. That almost makes it seem more like they they enjoyed that friendship, like for the attention that it gave them and not because they actually cared about to talk you. to you yeah yeah and that's not a good feeling totally totally yeah. for me <laughs> it's like, so sad i don't i don't have friends or anything outside of the twitch i guess but like even then i yeah. still don't really have friends so i don't know how to talk to people anymore i'm too damn old i like everyone <laughs> talks and memes now like i don't know what the fuck half these people right? are saying these pepes and, and <laughs> like i honestly All like i have no idea how the fuck to make friends at my age like considering i haven't worked in three years like i didn't grow up here i mm-hmm. don't know anybody here and so i constantly just feel alone and then I try, I try to make friends through twitch and on twitter and stuff like that and then like i get a lot of them that like only talk to me like when i message them like they don't bother to ever yeah. say like hey how are you today or anything like that so like i just stopped talking to people i was like if you're not even gonna try like i'm not gonna do all the effort and i don't know yeah mm-hmm. that's like me in a relationship my life's just lonely <laughs> and pathetic i just put in all the effort and then i'm like what am i doing <laughs> yeah why why do i do this to myself that's i'm like a i'm like a serial monogamist because that's that's consistent social interaction that i can get and i know i'm gonna go through these cycles of like isolating myself so badly yep at least like my boyfriend has to always be around me (laughs) i can't be completely alone that's kind of like how i feel like i'm married so it's like i have at least one person in my life i guess yeah like matters just really lonely yeah (laughs) at the same time though i get so overwhelmed by some social interactions and like my anxiety playing into like talking to like there's you know like twitch meetups or whatever that happen here like even mm-hmm. at conventions i can't talk to anybody like you can ask nikki like at twitchcon this year oh my there god are people... I remember your first twitch vancouver 
her no her and aunt were like oh that wasn't even the first one I went to dude that was just the first one like that I talked to you while I was going to but even when I have people like super that I'm super close and comfortable with branching outside of that to people that I've like never seen in person never talked to in person or don't know well enough to mentally have a conversation with them I just can't do it I just Mm -hmm. I just completely like clam up and I'll like lurk very very hard I'm really bad at that though like where is like I don't introduce people. I don't even introduce Oh my God. Half the time. So like, for example, like I think at one point, like me and Becca were sitting next to each other and I was talking to someone. And then I like five minutes into the conversation, I was like, I am so fucking sorry. <laughs> like Becca, so, 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 so Becca. It's just like, I'm the fucking worst. I, I no, up. it's bad because I'm not, I'm the kind of person I will never, I will never be like, oh, by the way, hi. I just will sit there. And even, even like, <laughs> One of my new bosses has gotten my name wrong three times now. I only corrected him the most recent time. <laughs> oh, I know that thing. Like, I, it took me a while to like get the confidence to do I've it. I made a friend on Twitch, and whenever I go into his stream, he always calls me Miss Kristen. And it's been like oh, six months, and I've never corrected oh, him. Miss Kristen E plays. <laughs> Kristen E plays. It's <laughs> Christine. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, isolation can occur as a result of social isolation or when a person lacks any close confidant or intimate partner. Even though relationships are necessary for our well being, they can trigger negative feelings and thoughts. And emotional isolation can act as defense mechanism to protect a person from emotional distress. When people are emotionally isolated, they keep their feelings completely to themselves, are unable to receive emotional support from others, feel shut down or numb, and are reluctant or willing to communicate with others, except perhaps for the most superficial matters. Okay, yeah, I feel this a lot. This can happen, too, in romantic relationships. Like, even if you have a spouse or a close friend, you can still not feel... A connection you can still feel numb to that relationship yeah. and that can be even more isolating and kind of snowball and make that situation worse yeah like I know for example like I had like a really rough week and I hadn't streamed for like four days or something and like at the four day mark I'd finally like reached out to my community and said hey this is what's happening because like I bottle it in I don't really tell anybody and that like comes a lot from like me growing up where I didn't feel comfortable expressing that to anyone Mm -hmm. Um, because like for example I have two older sisters so you know if I tell mom something for example she'll go tell my older sisters and I'm just like this is great this is 10 on 10 parenting (laughs) so I get very like emotionally isolated where I just don't confide in people because of that I'm curious Beck since you have like a completely different experience it seems like so me and Nikki kind of tend to to isolate ourselves away from our communities but you actually isolate yourself like towards your community yeah so why do you think that you do that and we do this I have no idea I feel like the way that I I view myself on social media like especially Twitter it's it's a way like I think it combines with my depression I just feel like it's a way for me to get further down on myself about certain things like I've gotten a lot better about that but um I had there have been times where I I will not stream because of feelings like this and just that kind of thing but 
I don't know. I feel like looking at my Twitter versus looking at my Discord, you get a lot better idea of who I am from being in my Discord because I there's a sense of trust and, and not the sense of like kind of wanting to live up to this idea or this number or like I don't I don't know how to explain it. Um, but like the like, like the people in see a chat from my community, like I I would feel comfortable talking to so many of them about you know what's been going on with me whatever the past few weeks whatever things right. in my family that I can talk about that on social media I feel like I'm so much more afraid of how it will be perceived that I, as like why I'm saying that mm -hmm. um whereas I don't feel that like judgment from my community yeah maybe it's because of like that support that they offer you yeah no I I can't put into words how much I love my community yeah yeah I don't know I isolate myself <laughs> from everyone like I try to talk to my husband about stuff, but sometimes, like, I feel like I'm just bugging him, so I don't even do that, and mm -hmm. I just lock it all up, and I don't confide in my community because I feel like I'm bugging them. Like, it's not their problem. So, yeah, that's, that's a lot terrible. of... So, lot of I don't I get, like... really talk to anybody. Like, that's why I started see talking to somebody, because I was literally having, like, a mental breakdown. Like, it felt like almost every other day, because I am so alone. And yeah. And I can't stand it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a lot of like how I get like I don't like to confide in my community so much about certain things. Um, it takes me a while to actually open up about it because of the fact that I'm just like, I don't want to put that on them. Like, I that's why I don't talk mm -hmm. to anyone. Like, I just don't want to put that on someone where I'm just like, this is my issue and I have to deal with this myself. And then, like, yeah, I used to think a lot more like that too. I know what you mean. Yeah, like, but it's like I don't want them problem. to. I don't want them to think that that I'm being a whiny bitch. Like, yeah, <laughs> or trying yeah. to give an excuse or like, yeah, things like that. Yeah. But I guess for me, like over the past however many months, like since I, I guess since the start of this year, from oh my god, it's been almost a year. Jeez, it's December. That just hit me for like the sixth time. I was like, oh. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> usually when I think of like oh I've been streaming since the start of this year like it's been six months it's been almost a year oh my god um but the number of times that I've like felt so bad because of having to change my schedule or like the months of not having a schedule and having to like do things that drop up a hat and be like hey I can't stream today because of blah blah, blah. I would get so down on myself the number of times I've just told like don't worry about it take care of yourself like the genuine care of that mm -hmm. like that came from those those words it was just like it it was a much more of a sense of like almost family whereas i don't know it's like i keep saying especially the past like few weeks with things that have happened on social media i feel like it's completely in my head but there's like this expectation of you need to talk about this thing unless it it's annoying and it's gone too far like there's this kind of window in which like i don't i don't know how to explain it if that makes does that make any kind of sense yeah. i have no idea yeah, yeah yeah i get you I feel like you have like some anxiety about the numbers yeah, um, and about your, uh, your maybe like professional relationship with like potential brands that could see your, your social media or like people that are interested in you, but they find you like on Twitter because it's such, a, and social media is such a, a vain space. Like yeah. it's so based on vanity, especially Instagram. That's like visual vanity. Twitter is like verbal vanity like yeah. it's just it's such a it's such a, a bragging space to be in and it can also have a ton of drama and lots of negativity surrounding it exactly and that can be really hard for somebody who's already got mental health um things that they're dealing with 
So I yeah, feel for, you there. I feel the, for you. me, the, the worst thing is like talking to other broadcasters, especially people who have found me within the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. There's this like when, you know, base, and this also a lot of my anxiety stems in part from what happened a few weeks ago. I basically TLDR, I posted publicly about being emotionally manipulated by someone for mm-hmm this entire year basically yeah and there's also a, a really deep-seated fear in me now of doing anything that could remotely look like that person's behavior that would yeah. look like I'm trying to manipulate people or that I'm tr- you know trying to cozy up to people for my own wow. benefit and so there's this thing of like you know this person was very nice to me in the, you know the days after this happened and I talked about it but I don't want them to think that I'm like being overly friendly or that I'm annoying them or that I'm trying to profit off of the situation. And so I've like literally stopped myself from watching people's streams or replying to people's tweets because I just don't want to look like that person. Yeah. I've actually kind of been in a similar situation, not necessarily with like a single person, but with an organization that I started and I kind of took a step back from and it was just, it was a very like dramatic time in my life And it was really hard to still be active on social media without feeling like that current situation was being reflected in every post that I was making. Yeah. You know, so I felt like I was kind of chained to this dramatic situation, even though I I wasn't talking about it or I wasn't like, I I didn't mean it to come across in these certain ways, but you know, it it could have. And I don't know, God, I wish, I definitely wish that I was the person that I beat myself up for this so many times that like, instead of turning inward, I would like turn to my community. Cause I have some awesome, awesome, awesome people that, and I'm sure everybody feels this way. Like we wouldn't be community managers trying to build a community if we didn't freaking love the people that were there. But I just, I feel so guilty sometimes because I have literally like Shifty in chat has probably watched me since like 2013. And the amount of times that I have like started streaming and I've done it consistently for like six months and stopped, it's probably like four or five times now. Like it's just, it's so much. And I feel so guilty because if I turn to them during those hard times, instead of just like turning inward and and feeling like too stressed out to reach out and feeling like reaching out was so much effort, then I feel like my, my, um, my drive and like my ambitions and the goals that I have for my channel would have been met like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, my, my ambitions are different now than they used to be, but still it's, it's very like emotionally stressful to think that I've let people down you know I feel like I've let them down I might not have they might still be like they might still be around even when I come back I'm sure a lot of them will and that's happened multiple times but it's still like very stressful to think you know they're off maybe finding somebody else but I just can't get myself to get off this freaking couch yeah yeah that's like I went through something like that kind of I I feel you Becca in the way of like how people look at me as like I went through a very public breakup because um, it was a very public relationship so like that was the most stressful time of my life where like I had people supporting me but I'm just like who's actually supporting me and who's just like yeah I'm just gonna say this to look good like what does it mean like what who can I rely on as friends that are just like I I'm sorry that you went through this or whatever like mm-hmm. yeah 
who's actually there. And then I'm just like, I don't want to message someone and be like, Hey, thanks for being so great. And then they're just like, yeah, you're welcome. But like, yeah, I didn't that actually was, mean it or something. That was you know something I mean? for me interesting because like all of my stuff that happens stem from one post and not to say that I'm judging people that did one thing or the other, but it was really interesting to see the people that responded publicly to the tweet versus just messaging me privately. Yeah. And I don't care what like give a shit about following or whatever, but the the content of those messages was very different and the tone was very different as well and a lot of times and yeah. again I'm not saying that like oh if they only respond probably means that they just did it for attention or whatever um and I, I don't really care if there are people that were trying to profit off of that but it's it's the shitty thing that my mind does even the people that did genuinely reach out and talk to me after the fact and even like days after you know reaching out I still get these feelings of like I don't want to talk to them about this. I feel I I pull away because mm-hmm. I don't want to be perceived in a way that I hope that I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. Like coming across as genuine and authentic on social media is definitely a skill. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's, you can't just tweet how you feel because a lot of people will see that and like, you know, how you impact somebody and what you say um, could be like, could be a negative way. So you kind of have to put your content that you're going to post through all these different filters. Like, is this negative? Are people going to get this bad image of me? Like, what does this mean for my content? What does this mean for the future? Like, it's, it's really stressful, but it's definitely, it's, it's definitely something that I think everyone can learn to do is mm-hmm. kind of learn how to communicate your authenticity on social media. Yeah. For me, like the 280 characters thing was such a blessing because Oh my god, I know. <laughs> I am a really wordy person. And there were so many times with the 140 characters that I would try to write something for like 10, 20 minutes and then just delete it. I'd be like, I can't I can't word this in a way that actually conveys what I'm trying to say and that doesn't make <laughs> me just sound like a being a whiny baby. So Dude, I'm just that, gonna not. <laughs> 140 um, characters actually impacted the way that I text, like in the way that I type. I stopped using <laughs> apostrophes everywhere. I like I do social media management so like mm-hmm. it's it's a very weird place where like you have to kind of learn to not say the wrong thing yeah um, and you have to like I'm not even kidding you I can't count the amount of times that I've sat there stewing over a drafted tweet for like 30 minutes yeah. where I'm just like yeah. Should I tweet this? Should I word it differently? Is this worded properly? Like, what can I change? Welcome to the so month like, before I made that post, Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> I take so many different tweets and then just delete them or like save them as a draft and I'll go back in and publish them later if they're like evergreen content. That's not gonna, that's not like yeah. timed. Like, I will like so much tweets that don't have much interaction sometimes. Me too. I do that too. I will <laughs> tweets where like it's just like barely like no likes or like very few likes or yeah. something and I'm just like no. No. Yeah. I would have to like delete my whole Twitter like, if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like considering like my following base isn't that small like it's not like it's not like the MHS Twitter where it's like, I think we have like a hundred followers. I think we just reached a hundred, which is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Like it's, it's a grow. 
following Twitter, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I have yeah. a lot of my friends that follow me on Twitter. So I'm just like, none of my friends like this. This is a bad tweet. I need to delete this. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good though, because then that shows you like what works and what doesn't. And you can just yeah, do more of exactly. the thing that is good and yeah. less of the thing that sucks. Yeah, it's it's easier to look at it like analytically like that. Yeah. And it's less productive to look at that and be like, this didn't get likes. No one likes me. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> that's where my brain goes. Like yeah. this inherent thing that social media does where like attention clicks likes numbers equals your value as a person oh my god yeah that's such a toxic oh mindset god, yeah. oh it's so bad I, I remember i was going to apply for a social media manager position and they asked for personal tweets of yours that have performed well and i'm just like these so which cleavage not... picture would you like, <laughs> like yeah yes With, like, that twitter has cropped so that it looks like i'm just oh my god like, i know yeah. Thanks, yeah. Twitter. Like, this tweet <laughs> is not suitable for a job resume. Like, right. <laughs> I cannot put this in a job resume. And it's not that it's inherently, like, very an unprofessional tweet, but it's also like, do I really want to send Thank you. my, like, prospective employer this picture of myself in a corset? Like, no, no, yeah. I don't do that. Like, <laughs> I don't think that, like, deleting tweets like that is necessarily inauthentic I see it as just it's more strategic and you realizing that you're curating content that's valuable for people exactly yeah, other like, rather than just like creating more noise yeah like Twitter is a lot of like white noise like it's literally just yeah it just constantly scrolls there's so many people posting at the same time if your tweet does not stand out then why did you tweet it Right. Yeah. I talk about this all the time in my stuff. Like you, you need to be the master of social media and there's a lot to learn with that. And a lot of people don't realize that like each platform needs its own form of engagement. And it's not just like, obviously we all know different things work on different platforms. Like you don't want to just repost a tweet on Instagram nine times out of 10. Some accounts do that and it works really well for them, but each platform needs its own engagement too. Like it's not, it's more than just posting a photo on Instagram and posting words on Twitter. It's, it's the, the value that you give each one. Like my value on Twitter is that I am constantly like retweeting things and, and um, promoting my content and quoting things that have a direct connection to creating content on Twitch. So yeah. everything that I post on Twitter has to do with that topic. Everything that I talk about on Instagram is, is, it's like half that. It's like half that. And then the other part is I'm talking about me like building my business and I'm taking like way better photos than the ones that I post on Twitter <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, just obviously because that platform is, is so visually responsive and so visually engaging, but it's, yeah, that's a big thing. And that can be hard for a lot of people because it's it's a lot of effort that you yeah. have to put into a lot of different places. And I feel like the expectation now is that like we have to be everywhere. We have to be on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and going live on Twitch and like I don't know new apps coming out like what was the what was the musically some people are doing yeah, that musically. like oh right yeah. you have to be making yeah. YouTube videos too. Like the the expectation is that you're everywhere but 
if you're new, like, like that's so hard to do because yeah. you don't know what works and you are spreading yourself so thin. Like once you master Twitter, you master Instagram, you're kind of to the point where it just is second nature for you. And so, you know, it's going to work and you throw a post out and it's easy, but, oh, I forgot to post on Instagram today. Whoops. And uh, <laughs> so I haven't posted in like four days. Oh God. <laughs> I know I go like um, without posting and I'm like, this is not good for my social media. Yeah. Like, I used to be on top of it. I've been so lazy. Like taking, for example, like a YouTuber, someone that does YouTube and Twitch and whatnot, like they have no time. They have literally Mm. zero time. Like for example, like when I was staying with Mel and Mike, Mike does YouTube, but he also does Twitch. I'm not even kidding you. I've seen him for a grand total of five minutes in the day. And then he's just in his office working all day. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, how do you do it? But at the same time, Mel is the exact same way because she does PUBG partnerships. So she's like constantly working all the time. Like I barely seen them when I lived like with them for two or three weeks while I was in California. Yeah. So it was just like you, there's a balance to be found, but yeah. it's very hard to get there and it takes time. I think that like even the, the concept of balance in, in our culture right now, a lot of people talk about balance a lot, but I think that true balance can't be consistent i think that whenever you're creating balance yeah there are going to be times whenever you're putting a lot into one bucket and you're not putting anything into the other and so it's constantly juggling like well shit i haven't hung out with my friends or my boyfriend in like a month because i've been focusing completely on content i should probably scale my content back a little bit or find a way to like be more strategic and put things out like quicker instead of and go and hang out with these people instead of like dedicating all my time to that so it's definitely like bouncing around a lot I don't think there's ever like a true a true equilibrium that you can find for everything and I feel like that's kind of a huge misconception a lot of people feel like there is and so they feel pressured to find that that equilibrium what that just doesn't exist yeah I think balance is people like hear think of balance and think of it as you're how you're saying equilibrium but mm-hmm. it's always going to be a give and take and like compromising because you can't give all the time to all the things that you want to because that's not how life works unfortunately unless you'd like to be a superhuman who doesn't sleep or eat right or I mean anything. I eat but sleep is a little non-existent so <laughs> you know but yeah it's I remember talking to someone about this at PAX West um, because they were asking about like the industry and working in the industry and whatnot. And they were like, how do you do it? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, work-life balance does not exist. Yeah, no. (laughs) Your work is your life. It's a fucking figment of your imagination. (laughs) Like that shit is a lie. Like it's like (laughs) the cake in Portal. Like it is a lie. You are not getting that. Like, and I remember because they were like, yeah, but you know, I, I would want scheduled breaks or a scheduled lunch. And I was like, that shit doesn't happen in this industry. I was like, unless you're working a certain, um, a certain job, like you're not going to have scheduled breaks and scheduled lunches right. and things like that. That's and very like, corporate. <laughs> that's yeah. Very that's, corporate. And this that is, is a shitload not, of grassroots. Yeah. That's not like, this is not the gaming industry. No. Um, and they were just like, yeah, but I would need that. And I was like, for example, running like community management. If you get a message or an email at two in the morning and you just went to bed at one, you were waking up at two in the morning to answer that email. Because I remember leaving, uh, somebody had left an email 
and they lost a sponsorship deal in 20 minutes. Oh my God. In 20 minutes because what? of the fact that they didn't answer quick enough. And that sponsorship deal was like enough to pay the bills for the month. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Like there is no <sighs> work-life balance is a lie. Like I remember waking up at 2 a.m. because one of these emails would come through and yeah. I would immediately hear the ding on my phone. That's why my phone alert says like, hey, and it's like the most annoying shit on the planet because I wake up to it and I'm just like, oh, what is this? Like, I need to see mm -hmm. this. Like, and it's like ingrained into my brain at this point that like, if something comes in at a weird uh, time, like, I'm just like, okay, this must be important. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I definitely acknowledge that like that, that definitely exists, but a big like driving point behind everything that I make is that I want to make like your time creating and your time working so valuable and so, um, so impactful for your brand that you can take time off or you can get a full night's sleep and you don't <laughs> have to stress out about it. Like, yeah, there, there are things that I will not sacrifice and I have the option to do that because I am self-employed. And I think that's the benefit of being in the gaming industry is like there, you can choose how you want to create your lifestyle. Yeah, um, exactly. But I'm not going to lie that like the people that make all of those sacrifices consistently do get ahead. But yeah. I also know that the people that do that have a harder time of maintaining that that rhythm and that momentum mm -hmm. because eventually they just kill themselves and they, they burn, burn out and they yeah. are they're just dead for like a week and yeah, they lose that. that they lose that <laughs> momentum and, and it's it's terrible but I mean there are things like eating healthy and exercising and meditation and journaling that I'm I've become very passionate about because I've brought myself to that precipice so many times of just being so overwhelmingly busy and then burning out yeah yeah so I don't know a lot of a lot of the stuff that I create. I definitely want to make sure that like I'm communicating that in things that I truly believe that you don't have to stream 14 hours a day to be successful. Yeah. Does it help? Hell yeah. Especially right now, if you've got all the other dudes that have like 50,000 viewers that are streaming like 12 hours a day. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. But think about the long term. Like, how long do you want to do this? You want to do this for two months? Yeah. And then you want to stop, or you want to do this for the next like five years? Yeah. Like, yeah, I have to look at the sustainability and like how much mm -hmm. you're willing to handle. And even it's taken me a long time to even figure out with myself how it feels like to know that I'm starting to burn out and to to feel that it's not just something I have to push and like work and push through because I mm -hmm. have for a few years like been like no excuse. I don't want to ever have to give excuses for things. I want to just be able to do the thing. But there are yeah. certain points like you still have to acknowledge the fact that you are a, hu a human being and that there you do have a limit and to yeah. respect that limit is not unwise like even from a business yeah. standpoint like they're sure you might lose out on things or whatever but if like you if you're not putting yourself first yeah. no. then I think there is some a mistake there somewhere right yeah yeah like I feel like it just depends on like what you're looking for, right? Like if you're looking to make X amount of money every month, you're looking mm -hmm. to be that person that's always around, always available, things like that, then you're going to burn out. You are mm -hmm. like, cause you're going to push yourself. I do it all the fucking time. 
all the time where I push myself to a point where I'm just like, I'm dead. Like, I can't <laughs> yeah. move now. Sorry. Because I remember one of the weeks where I used to wake up at 2 a.m. to answer emails or to work on new overlays or whatever the, like, whatever the case may be. It's like I burnt out that next morning where I yeah. literally just looked at like who I was working for and I was like, I need a week off. Yeah. I am stressed. I am dying. Like, I just need a week to recuperate and to just breathe. And it was like, when I took the week off within minutes, I had like 30 people messaging me like, Hey, where's this at? Hey, can we get this? Done? Hey, is this happening? And I was just like, I took the week off. Like, sorry guys. But then it's just like, I couldn't take the week off. I couldn't relax. Cause I was like, all this needs to be done. Like I got into a point of like workaholic mode where I couldn't relax ever. And yeah. it was like miserable. It's like the worst thing you can do for yourself. Yeah. Even like scheduling in time to relax, which seems yeah. so counterproductive. Yeah. It's just so good for you though. If yeah. you like are self-employed, which a lot of people that stream on Twitch are, um, you're able to kind of like figure out your schedule and you purposely need to put time to be away from everything yeah. in that schedule. And this is like a, a big... Um, cognitive behavioral behavioral therapy strategy that they'll teach you is like spend an entire day just completely away from that environment that you are feeling overwhelmed in or even if you're just dedicating a lot of time to something taking a one day off from it a week is super necessary yeah and my thing lately has been like, I want to be excited about the stuff that I'm making. So yeah. like with my podcast, you know, I, I want to spend a ton of time on it and I really want to like go all out and get like 10 episodes prepared ahead of time. But I know that if I save that drive and that motivation to work on it until Thursday, and that's like yeah. my podcast day. And I only give myself a specific amount of time to work on it. And then after like my two hours of working on it that day, I have to save the rest of the work for the next week. It makes me look forward to the next week. And so instead mm -hmm. of burning out and feeling like, oh shit, it's almost Thursday again, I'm excited. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I can't wait to get back to it. <laughs> and I want to, I, I, my goal is to feel like that with everything that I make. Yeah. Yeah. That's really like smart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like isolation, like going back to the topic at hand, like it's very easy to lose that momentum that you have mm -hmm. for working when you're isolating yourself and overworking yourself in that sense can also just lead to isolation. Like it can cause you to isolate from everyone around you. Cause like, I know, for example, when I get really like work mode and people know when I go work mode, I'm like a completely different person. Yeah. It's like, I isolate completely. Like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't have time to play games. I don't just have time to stream. Like, I do nothing. that too, yeah. Yeah, and I just, like, isolate 100%. And I'm just like, hey, I'll talk to you in a week when this huge project that I'm working on is done. Like, so it, like, it's very easy to isolate yourself, even if you've never, like, isolated or been isolated before. Like, it's very easy to get into that when you overwork yourself. For sure. And it's hard because streaming itself is so, it's so like emotionally and energetically draining because you're yeah. having to keep up so many conversations throughout a stream. And so if you're not spending time just being away from people, 
and being proactive. I think, oh my God, proactivity is like, I'm such a huge proponent of that right now because it's literally like changed my world. But being (laughs) proactive about knowing that you need to take time away from people will prevent you from getting to that burnout stage where you're just like, I need to be alone for a week. I don't Mm -hmm. want to talk to anybody. Not necessarily it's because of work overwhelm, but because of social overwhelm. Yeah. Oh, love it. Especially being introverted. Like I will, I used to think I was so weird for like in at school, like, you know, school age, like middle, high school, whatever, like uh, getting off school and being excited to go home and not have to see these people or talk to people. (laughs) Like I used to relish that, like walk away from the school, like, oh, thank God. I don't have to talk to anybody. Like, (laughs) and I thought I was, I used to think for so long that was so weird to me, but even like, I'll get that after stream sometimes that, Mm -hmm. you know, people want to talk or play games. I'm just like, I need to like, even just 20 minutes. Yeah. You have to watch a YouTube video. Yeah. And just like, remember how to be me again and like yeah I feel like as an introvert like streaming is so taxing on your body oh my god Um, like I know but I know like some extroverts that even so they're just like streaming is so draining in a sense that like it's not the fact that they're interaction like interacting with people that's draining it's the fact that they're not socially like face to face with someone that's draining and they're just huh. like, I just want to have that conversation with someone face to face. Like as an extrovert, yeah, they get their energy from social interactions, right? That's interesting. So like they view it very differently in a sense that they're just like, well, not everyone, I'm sure, but some people like view it very differently where they need that face to face to get huh. like that energy. That is so interesting. I've never heard yeah. that before. Huh. Yeah. Which is like, it's so interesting how that works. Cause like for us as introverts, it's like. I'm so exhausted because I had to talk for hours. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then for them, it's just like, I didn't talk to people enough and I right. didn't have someone in my face to talk to. <laughs> I had this really unique experience with like introversion and extroversion because growing up, I was always extroverted. Like I was in drama classes and speech and debate and all of that. And I had no problem like talking to people, but as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that I'm becoming more introverted and I want to spend more time working on my own projects and focusing on like my own uh, productivity as opposed to reaching out to people and having real relationships with people. And I know that like having relationships with people is one of the most important things and impactful things you can do as a human. But I feel like my like my drive right now is to be productive and to create and to make things and nobody just wants to sit next to me while I'm editing a YouTube video like there's yeah I mean I've (laughs) I've had friends that have been that good before but I don't have any of those now (laughs) I live in a completely different state they gone yeah I remember like I had a friend come over when we had meetings for MHS when I was in Calgary and stuff oh yeah and I was just like I hope like you're okay that I like have this to do and I have to like get work done and other things to do as well and she was like Mm -hmm. yeah dude it's fine I'll just like work on my my vows for my wedding or something like she was like yeah don't worry about it like I got shit to do too it's fine I I love friends like that because like I know that you came over to hang out but at the same time like I've really got to do this yeah I used to have like work dates with one of my friends before she moved out to California and like she would be editing a video and I'd be editing a video we only got to do this like twice but we would just like sit down on the couch and turn on like some D&D podcast and just edit videos see that's what I want to do when I'm with my boyfriend just like we're each working on stuff like 
but we'll do it in the same room. So it's still time. I, love but that. Like... <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's really good though to do. Like even if you have things to do and you want to isolate yourself and just work on what you're working on, like having mm-hmm. someone there with you that like you can kind of distract yourself and like have that in interaction as well. Mm-hmm. It's so helpful. Like yeah. I found like myself being very drained. And then like when I was in Calgary and then she would come over and she'd be like, let's just decorate mugs today. And like, let's just do this today. Aww. Or like, we'll watch a TV, like a movie or something and we can both do work. And I was like, okay. Oh my God. I, like I love that. Oh, <laughs> I love that's like the best friendship ever. Right? She, <laughs> that's goals for friends. me since I was literally born like she was two and I was just born and then like she would come over to the house and like you know we would play or whatever oh like when I got a little older yeah okay so so what are what are ways that we like get out of it like how do we how what what do you guys used to yeah to kind of so break that through app, that feeling yeah that app stitch has helped me I need so to write much. that down yeah <laughs> I like it's... that but at the same time like it goes off of your contacts in your phone and I have mm-hmm. so many contacts in my phone that I'm just like I don't need this person until like well you get to I'm pick which ones you want to add oh okay, okay. yeah so but- you can set like different if you want to talk to your parents like once a week and then you want to talk to this person like once a month um, and then you don't want to ever worry about being contacted by this person again, then you can set all of those yeah. things. But I have for, some questions. I know Sorry. for myself, yeah, though, for the isolation and whatnot, like how I deal with it is like I find ways to push myself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. It sucks that that's kind of how it ends up, but like you have to push those boundaries of what you're comfortable with at that moment. Like, for yeah. example, I haven't been able to stream for the last like four days because I'm just like super like upset and depressed and whatever so I literally like the other day just started stream without preparation and was like I'm just gonna go live because I know if I don't do it now I'll never do it mm-hmm. and like you have to push yourself to do it like the same like with that. like I went for a walk with the dog the other day as much as I didn't want to go outside because it was freezing cold I was like I'm gonna go take the dog for a walk because I have to <laughs> like I have to get out I have to do something for myself to yeah. kind of push my like mental state out of this stage of isolation starting with those small steps too is so good and this is actually like a yeah. strategy that a lot of people will use to get back in the gym is like I, f- I forgot the name of it but basically what you do is you tell yourself I'm just going to do this introductory step the most basic smallest step that I can that's a step towards doing this and once I get to that step then I'm going to check in and see how I feel and see if I want to go to the next step so like For instance, with the gym and you being in a depressive phase, you say, okay, I'm just going to put on my gym clothes and then we'll see what happens after that. And maybe I, I put on my gym clothes and I just get back in bed and that's fine. But I took a step in the right direction. Yeah. And so once you get to that point, because you have one thing behind you, you're like, okay, that wasn't so bad. Maybe I can go to the next step. And each step gets progressively easier because there are more steps behind you. And I feel like with isolation, that's a, that's a great way to approach it. It's like, if you feel isolated and you're not reaching out to anybody, just message one person and say, Hey, and that's it. And if you want to continue the conversation from there, go for it. Yeah. But if that's all you can do that day, then that's fine. Yeah. Like, for example, like I'm super isolated at the moment and they just turned off my phone. So I can't like text oh someone on my phone. Yeah, it's great. 
um I can't just like text someone on my phone and say like hey or whatever but there are other ways like you can just go through Twitter or something like Mm -hmm. for example I didn't have a phone I was like I'm going into isolation mode I'm about to not talk to someone for like three months so I messaged Becca and I was like so they shut off my phone this is great I need to talk (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome it's just like you know just small ways to kind of like push out of that comfort yeah but yeah I just want to lay in bed for a month not do anything yeah having those like few people that that even even just talk to something like a total non-sequitur just to take that step for me just to talk to that person even if it's like my brother who I share a house with just to go and talk to him and to that is almost like a validation like yeah you can do this you can you should you can interact with people and it won't be a trash fire the way that your brain tells you it will be (laughs) yeah yeah so just little things like that are having people that will motivate you and like do their best to tell you like that you are capable of the things that your brain wants to tell you that you can't do right yeah and even saying things that are hard to hear sometimes about yourself like hey you're this is kind of how you're acting right now and I'm like okay that's that's fair enough yeah Mm -hmm. exactly I'm a big advocate too for self-care yeah um and so I have big I I have a huge like not huge but I have a a morning routine and a nighttime routine and here's the thing with those is like throughout our entire day right we're like putting out fires and we're very um responsive we're reactive to situations but the first hour that you wake up and the last hour before you go to sleep are those those times that you can really like micromanage your time to be proactive and so the habits that you put in the beginning of your day kind of set up your day for success or for failure. If you start your day by just laying on your phone or laying in bed on your phone for three hours, you are much more likely to be reactive throughout the rest of your day instead of taking steps to being proactive, which as I said earlier, is really the state that you want to get in to combat all of these problems. So I'm huge into like The gym obviously is awesome. I've stopped so many panic attacks just by jumping on the treadmill, like switching your state is so good for that situation or like even an ice cold shower. But um, meditation is amazing. Using like headspace for that is so good. It's a phone app. If you guys haven't heard of it, super good. Yeah, I have. Um, Yeah, it's so good. And then like journaling is super awesome. Um, uh, reaching out to people obviously and like having that person that you can go to that isn't going to mind whenever you go into isolating episodes uh, but will be there for you just in case um, you need to talk and yeah I just I really love self-care I used to definitely like self-medicate with with alcohol and I'd use I'd actually like do a shot before most of my streams back in the day just because I had such bad anxiety and I felt like alcohol curbed the anxiety and made me more entertaining and now watching those streams I'm like I'm not any more entertaining than I am now it just was the anxiety I felt like I had to drink to be entertaining that's so stupid why was I like that yeah and dependence yeah exactly and then this transition to self-care is just it's so good for like your confidence because you're working out you're getting that dopamine and that serotonin back to its proper levels you're getting your body more fit like your brain is getting more fit because you're you're happier because you're getting those good hormones and you're meditating so like you're able to see your thoughts instead of like feeling like you are your thoughts I'm such a huge advocate for it I'm so passionate about that that's awesome I know like I do self-care whenever I'm like feeling super isolated or I'm feeling like depressed Mm -hmm. uh where like if I'm having a really shit day and I feel like shit either physically or emotionally I'll like do my hair and makeup 
Yeah. And like, I know that's not an option for everyone because some people are just like, no, fuck makeup. I never want to touch it, which is totally fine. You know, you do you. But like, for me, it's if I feel like shit, I want to look not like shit so that I can <laughs> feel better about myself. Like, for the example, like the past week, I've like slathered my face in makeup and like mm-hmm. just experienced, like, ex- experimented with like, different eyeliner and eyeshadow and things like that and lipstick because I'm just like I just want to do something and get my mind off of like the fact that I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere with nothing to do <laughs> right That's yeah so I feel awesome. like the the chart of like my emotional state and how long it takes me to do my makeup is like inverse <laughs> like, <Yeah>. the worse <laughs> I'm feeling the longer I take my makeup <laughs> I love that <laughs> All right, so we have a question with regards to social media. Um, how do you personally manage your social media life? How often do you take breaks or do you schedule your online social media usage? And that's a question for everybody. Yes. I take a break. Yes, all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely believe like in in purposely being in um so creating content with purpose, right? And what that means to me is that the time that I spend on each platform has a reason. And so, yes, I might be investing a lot of time into Twitter and Instagram. And yes, I schedule my posts because I feel like that is just like super amazing to do. It helps so much. Um, And I spend a lot of time on these platforms, but I also realize that I can't spend a lot of time on these platforms consistently every day of the week forever. And it's the same way that I feel about streaming is you just, you have to take a break some time. There has to be a day where you like take three days off and you just completely prevent yourself from being on social media. And I actually have a YouTube video about this too, if you guys are interested in that. It's just like youtube.com slash Ashney Christ. And I vlogged during a three-day social media detox. And I recommend taking detoxes like throughout all of my content because I truly believe that it just has so much restorative ability to get you back to being excited about making that content again Um, and yeah scheduling your posts is is awesome there's a lot of like great apps and and things that you can use for that websites you can use so good I I actually like bulk edit and bulk um, do like bulk photos for Instagram so like Sundays I'll spend getting my content ready for the entire week so Sunday I will film four YouTube videos and then I go out and I'll do a photo shoot with like two or three different outfits. And then when I come back, I spend the next like week editing all of those videos just whenever I have time. So I'm not stressing out about like, hey, I don't have any footage shit. What am I going to do? I, I don't want to put makeup on today. Um, and then I also have the ability to like edit all of those photos in like a short amount of time and use Later, which is a, a website. It's just like later.com it might be like laterapp.com i think it's just later.com and you can schedule your instagram posts and tweets and different things so it just makes it so much easier i don't have to worry about anything during the week and i'm able to be more proactive about my content that's that was really long-winded sorry no that's that's more helpful than i could be i like that. that i i find a way to get me to actually take a break from social media and be like whoa i've spent way too much time like on twitter for example Mm -hmm. because i'll go to my phone and i'll go to like what apps have used your biggest battery percentage in the last 24 hours <laughs> mine is always twitter it's like yeah. well twitter is a hog of battery too but you yeah you spent 86 percent of your battery in the last 24 hours on twitter and i'm like oh i gotta get off oh but shit <laughs> yeah okay. yeah I, i'm always on twitter like 
I usually take a break whenever, um, like I'm pretty good about my morning and my nighttime routines, but from time to time, my routine, especially in the morning will start to slip and I'll start like picking up my phone in the morning more. Mm -hmm. And I'm very conscious that whenever I start to do that, I'm like, okay, it's time for a break. Yeah. Cause I don't want that first hour of my day to be reactive. You yeah. know, I want, I want to be setting myself up for success. And I know that success comes with good habits comes from good habits. Yeah. For me, my notifications on my phone for Twitter are completely blocked now. So like I'll get a yeah. little pop-up <laughs> on the app when so it'll show me notifications I have, but it won't be buzzing. Mm-hmm. So at that point, like I've, I feel like that helped me put power back in my hands. Like, okay, I'm in the mindset now I can look at Twitter for like 10 minutes or whatever. And it's not like, Oh, I got a notification. Oh, I should check that. Oh, blah, blah. It's like, no, I'm, I can wait. And I, it's, it's on me to decide when I want to see what needs addressing. Yeah. So, and that's for me has help, actually helped a lot. Like it was after I was getting, <laughs> woke up to like 75 notifications a couple weeks ago. I was like, okay, yeah, oh, let's yeah. just keep that turned off. Luckily <laughs> it's like not that crazy every day. I don't know how people who have that much social interaction do that, but. Um, turn off likes and retweets. Yeah. Which for me and my son's like, anyway, I couldn't even see where, how to do that. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, yeah. So that kind of playing with the notifications so that you don't feel like you're a slave to your phone or to your whatever device that to me has helped a lot yeah um, but I think that's all we've got for today yeah um, thank you guys for hanging out I I like talking about this yeah talk about this yeah. and thank you so um, much Ashley, for joining us yeah awesome. this was great it was a good like two and a half hours of just chilling yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I needed this for sure <laughs> It's so alone. <laughs> My isolation. <laughs> More talk shows. That's literally, that's literally me is like isolation. Like this is the most I've talked to people in weeks. <laughs> yeah. I I can't remember the last time I had a conversation lasting longer than like 10 minutes. So I feel that. Yeah, cool. I feel that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, Good. If you haven't already, uh, go join the Discord. We post all of the fun stuff, uh, like when we're going live, things like that. Uh, you can find it down below or exclaim Discord. Um, we have a support channel in there if you're looking for people to talk to, other things like that. And we also have Twitter. If you're not following Twitter, you should because it's awesome. At we post cool gifts. Twitter.com slash on Twitch. I almost said gifts. Um, <laughs> we also have a support panel down below for hotlines. You know, if you're ever struggling and you want someone to talk to, there are those hotlines down below. Uh, there is a mental health one in particular that has, uh, different hotlines that you probably don't even know about because I sure as hell didn't know about them. Um, and there's also submission forms where you can sign up to be a guest on a future episode, or you can also, uh tell us about a topic you would like us to cover and it's great and And don't forget to follow the twitch channel yeah yeah we'll be live again in one week's time we'll be doing another catch-up episode i believe unless i am incredibly wrong no we're good uh yeah yeah (laughs) sorry um we do have a catch-up next episode or next next episode (laughs) next week next week next week we're also do you guys want to talk about the audio thing or just talk about it after We'll talk about it after. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about it on the MHS we catch up after we coming. figure it out. We have, <laughs> we have plans for the show. It's going to be great. Thank you guys for hanging out. 
thanks for making this topic wonderful and talking with us again and asking all your questions. Have Bye. a good one. Don't forget to follow Ashney. There's a panel down yes. below. Yeah, we'll do that thing. I'm oh, all over social media is Ashney Christ. And then my main thing that I'm doing right now is making YouTube videos. And I have a podcast, which is called the Stream Coach Podcast. It's on Stitcher, iTunes, Anchor, and Google Play. The okay. spread. Bye, yeah. everyone. Bye. See you next week. So that's it, guys. I hope that if you experience isolation or anxiety, depression, or whatever, you learned a little bit from this episode. There's definitely a lot of information and help and resources and stuff out there for you, especially in the Twitch community. There are people like Anxiety Gaming or this Mental Health Support Talk Show or Take This Org that are just doing amazing, amazing work and really help out a lot of creators that need it. Just to let you guys know, on Tuesday the 19th, I am going to be live streaming and doing an interview with Linda, the founder of The Web Around, which is the green screen that I just absolutely love. So if you want to hang out during that, if you have any questions for her, that is going to be at 2.15 p.m. Central United States time at twitch.tv slash ashneychrist. And then I haven't actually formally announced this one on social media yet, but on the 22nd, which is a Friday at... 4 p.m. I'm going to be talking to Obi-Wan Shinobi about uh, charity work. So if you guys are interested in that, that's going to be in the same location, which is just twitch.tv slash ashneychrist. This next week is going to be very busy because I also have like three or four consultations too. So, whew, Mom, mama's tired. I'm just thinking, why do I call myself mama? That's so weird. <laughs> I'm tired just thinking about it. So I'm going to go take the dog out and get a head start on next week's YouTube videos, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye! Thank you so much for spending time with me today and letting me be part of your journey to master your content. It really means a lot to me. If this episode helped you, leave me a comment, positive or negative, about the show where you consume this episode. It helps me learn how to improve this show for you and helps other people find us so that we can help others pursue their dreams. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at AshneyChrist for questions or join our community in Discord. That link is down below in the show notes. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.